Welcome to the 29th of August edition of Notable News. News in a nutshell for notable women. Notable women are women who know they can be and do more and make more than a business or a nonprofit. They make movements. I'm Kristen Downs, host of the Notable Woman podcast and the Notable Woman Live. You can always find out more at thenotablewoman.com. I'm an NYC-based boss, creative, and mom bear with a hell-bent mission on empowering women. Eight people are now confirmed dead from Hurricane Harvey, which made landfall on Texas as a Category 4 hurricane. Hurricane Harvey, now a tropical storm, has made its turn back over the Gulf of Mexico and continues to threaten Houston and the Gulf edge of Texas and Louisiana. The entire Texas National Guard has been activated by Texas's governor, and Dallas's mayor is prepping for Houston Harvey refugees, with two locations already open and another opening. It's somewhat ironic, perhaps terrifying, that two weeks ago Trump rolled back Obama-era regulations to protect against floods. And lastly, at a press conference on Monday, Trump announced that the White House released former Sheriff Joe Arpaio's pardon as a hurricane was making landfall because they thought the ratings would be good. I can assume Trump was saying this because people had accused him of hiding the pardon in hurricane news, but perhaps he should have been coached on another possible alternative. The words ratings and natural disaster should not be used in the same press conference. Speaking of the former sheriff, there's a rumor that he's going to challenge junior senator of Arizona, Jeff Flake, for his seat. I'll be donating to Flake's campaign if that happens. Speaking further about Trump trying to diminish Obama's legacy, it's not just flood regulations, but now also police and military gear. U.S. military suppliers have been making a buck off excess gear going to U.S. the police departments and that makes a peaceful protest look like a one-sided war. After Ferguson, Obama stopped that practice but now it is back again. Who benefits? All those military gear companies. Who loses? All U.S. citizens if the right to assemble is attacked. And of course Trump has also made several comments about martial law going on in Chicago and we might just be a few steps ahead of a police state. Rex Tillerson is having a busy week on both sides of the resistance. When asked on Fox News if Trump stood for American values, Tillerson reported that Trump stood for his own. When further questioned on his own values, Tillerson noted that he had made his stance perfectly clear in a speech he had given to the State Department. Sick, burn, Tillerson. But on the flip side, Tillerson announced that he would end three dozen special envoys to the State Department, including the representative on climate change. Though I have little surprise on this from the former CEO of ExxonMobil, the continued consolidation of power does make me nervous. Thirteen people were arrested at Berkeley protests over the weekend. An anti-Marxist gathering was planned, as was a counter-rally against hate. Then the original event was canceled. Thousands of protesters on both sides still showed up. Most of the arrests stem from a skirmish where left-wing protesters surrounded a group of right-wing protesters. The charges stem from assault with a deadly weapon to violating city code. India's guru of bling was sentenced to 20 years in jail for raping two women followers. Prosecutors say 48 other women have come forward with similar allegations during the trial. Guru will also be tried on multiple murder charges next month. 
followers of the guru responded negatively with his conviction, rioting and setting vehicles on fire after the verdict. Niles Hogel, a German nurse, is getting credited as Germany's worst serial killer. He's in jail for killing two patients, but now it seems like he might have killed more than 90 with a lethal drug while the patients were in his care. Heather Heyer, the woman killed in the aftermath of the Charlottesville rally, has a new foundation started by her mom, Susan Bro. The Social Justice Foundation provides scholarships to people looking to pursue careers in social justice-related fields. North Korea fired a ballistic missile over Japan early on Tuesday, prompting warnings to residents to take cover and drawing a sharp reaction from the Japanese Prime Minister. The test, incredibly provocative, came as the United States and South Korean forces conducted their annual military exercises. North Korea sees this as preparation for invasion. The ACLU fulfilled its weekend promise to meet Trump in court over his proposed transgender ban, filing their lawsuit against the ban yesterday. In a series of emails obtained by the New York Times, believed to be from the emails turned over by the Trump Organization to the House Intelligence Committee, Trump associate Felix Sater bragged that a deal for a Moscow Trump Tower would help get our boy elected. Other statements include, I will get Putin on this program and we will get Donald elected. And if he says it, we will own this election, America's most difficult adversary agreeing that Donald is a good guy to negotiate. Now, the Moscow Trump Tower project did die off, but the Trump Organization did put the paperwork in early in Trump's campaign. I hope the irony doesn't escape you that with all the investigation of Hillary's emails, the DNC and DCC hacking, the dump by WikiLeaks, and John Podesta's email hack, and they have absolutely nothing in those emails compared to what we've seen come out of the Trump campaign and organization. Lastly, things seem to be getting hot and heavy in the Robert Mueller investigation into Russian collusion and any other crimes uncovered during his investigation. Mueller and his team appear to be zeroing in on Donald Trump Sr.'s role in the preparation of Donald Trump Jr.'s false statement allegedly crafted aboard Air Force One and proven to be false by emails Trump Jr. himself released on Twitter not even days later. There's all sorts of speculation about what's going on there, but like most things in Mueller's investigation, we're just going to have to wait. In today's segment of Every Woman Needs a Hero, today we're looking at Alice Walker. Alice Walker is an internationally celebrated writer, poet, and activist whose books include seven novels, four collections of short stories, four children's books, and a volume of essays and poetry. She won the Pulitzer Prize in Fiction in 1983, and she's also won the National Book Award. Her novel, The Color Purple, is absolutely breathtaking, as is a musical by the same name. I absolutely recommend you checking them out. Now, Walker grew up during Jim Crow in the South, and rather than go to school, the owner of her family's land wanted her to work in their fields. Her mother said no way and enrolled her daughter in first grade when she was four. 
An accident with a BB gun left her blind in one eye for years before the scar tissue could be removed. During college, an abortion left her severely depressed and suicidal. She returned to the South after college so she could participate in the civil rights movement and registering people to vote. She had to marry her husband in New York City because interracial marriage was still illegal in the South. She and a friend bought a headstone for the unmarked grave of Zora Neale Hurston, and they brought the writer and her work back from obscurity. And in 2003, she was arrested while protesting the Iraq War. If I could contribute a quarter of what Alice Walker has contributed to this world, I would be over the moon. Today's food for thought is, of course, from Alice Walker. The quote I loved and wanted to share with you today is, The most common way people give up their power is by thinking they don't have any. What about you? Is there a place in your life where you've been giving up your power? Take it back. Have a beautiful day, my friends.